0: 700 is the nothing personal word of the day for August 23rd, 2022. It's a Tuesday. 700 is a rare five club. You want to get in the 700 club. I think there was a religious like Sunday morning show called the 700 club. But the one I'm talking about has three members. And then they shut the doors down. If you're not Barry Bonds or Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth, you can't come in. And I think that Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth would probably say, Barry Bonds, you can't come in. But he's in, there's nothing we can do about it. Needle or no needle, he's in. Can there be a fourth member of this club? Will they open the doors? Go through the peephole? Who's there? Hey, it's Albers. Albers? Impossible. It's inconceivable you don't have 700 home runs. No, I swear to God, I got so hot my final year. I said I was gonna retire. Um, I was 42 years old, 52 years old, whatever I was, doesn't matter. I said I was gonna retire. And then all of a sudden, like toward the, in August of that last season, back in 2022, I was just on fire, like my OPS was over 1,800 for this 10-game stretch. I hit a home run for 693 that was the only run in a one nothing Maddox game pitched by the Yankee Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery, now I know you're full of it, Albert. Jordan Montgomery is on the Yankees. No, I swear to God, he got traded. He got traded to the Cardinals for that guy, Bader. Yeah, he was amazing. And I swear to you, I hit that home run off, off andrew drew smiley no he's not pitching in 2022 listen hank let me in i'm gonna make it and then we're gonna close the doors forever well what about cabrera no chance judge no stanton maybe no soto it's gonna take a miracle the 700 club in major league baseball 700 home runs just do the math for one second, if you don't mind. 70 home runs a year for 10 years, that'll get you there. 70 a year for 10 years, let's do it better. How about 35 home runs a year for 20 years? 35 home runs. Coca, while we're doing this segment, unscripted, unplanned. How many players per year hit 35 or more home runs? Five? Six? Mookie bets? Nah. 35 home runs for 20 years. It's absurd. How about 50 home runs? That's reasonable. Someone will hit 50 home runs, Aaron Judge, 50 home runs, piece of cake. All right, you can do 50 home runs for 10 years and you're at 500. You need four more years of it. 14 straight years of 50 home runs? Who are we kidding? Players make too much money, they don't have long careers, they don't play that long, they get hurt too much. Any of the players, as Coca correctly pointed out in the pregame show, who missed 100 games because of COVID, forget all of them. Maybe the person who's born today and drafted in 17 years will hit 700 home runs. No, it's done. I would have bet you anything that Albert Pujols had no chance at 700. No chance, toilet pants. He needed like 21 going into the year. Pinch hitter, good against lefties, reasonable. Doesn't really play against righties. Old as mayonnaise that's curdled. But here we are on August 23rd and he needs seven home runs. So, guess what's going on in New York? Not the Yankees. Though they did beat the Mets, damn it. Let's talk about the commissioner's office. We got a great situation brewing here, folks. Let's all have a meeting. We're gonna meet at one o'clock tomorrow about Albert Pujols and the possibility of getting seven hundred. He's only like fifteen away. We got to start planning for it. All right, turn the turn 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 the record off. Turn turn the microphone off. No one take notes. All right, we're gonna we're gonna use some special balls. We're going to get some juice balls. We're going to put them in whenever Albert Pujols plays. And whenever he pinch hits or starts, we'll just somehow get the balls to the umpire. The umpire will put them in play, and Pujols is going to hit homers. And we're going to speak to every team playing the Cardinals. We're going to tell the pitchers, groove it in like Bartolo. Groove it in. We need this. We need this so badly. Attendance is down. This is going to be great. We're not going to talk about his age. We're not going to talk about the the suspension. Suspicion of steroids, yeah, four, six, nine. We're not gonna talk about his age. We're not gonna talk about suspicion of steroids. We're not gonna talk about anything. We are gonna promote the H-E double hockey sticks out of this. We're gonna get a good story. We're gonna take some news away from football. Maybe we'll have him do it on a Sunday. No, no, Rob, don't do that. Even 700 home runs on an NFL Sunday will be the third story for a random game, not between Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Anybody. All right, how about a Thursday? No, no, there's a game Thursday, it's Amazon. All right, Wednesday, good. Cardinals have some off days, teams have off days Wednesdays, but that's good. Now, do we wanna have them do it at home or on the road? Well, it's always better at home, Uh, agreed. But we're gonna need to have some security. Well, no, here's what we're gonna do. Everybody get close, get close, get in. We're gonna have special balls. They're gonna be numbered. They're gonna say Pujols, 700 and it's gonna have like a number one two three four five six as soon as he gets to 699 every single at bat after that time we are gonna log in the ball you remember what we did for each row when he hit 3000 and miguel Cabrera when he hit 3000 that's what we do this way we guarantee we know which ball it is it's our way of authenticating it we're gonna keep track all right now batting albert pujols number What number does he wear now with the Cardinals? Is he back to number six, number five, 23, 49, hike? I don't know why I don't know his number. I should know his number. Check your closet, David. New ball comes in, number, foul ball. All right, number two, we're keeping track. Number one, that's cool souvenir, but it's not the 700. Pitch comes in, boom, there it goes. A numbered ball will go into stands. The number one hope is that it goes into a bullpen and the team catches it and gives the ball to Albert. In the likely event that the ball goes into the stands, maybe it would go into Big Mac land. We're going to have security everywhere. We're going to have cameras focused on the outfield. And the reason we're doing this is that the minute that ball lands, we have to establish ownership of the ball and we have to escort that person out of the stadium. It's gotten way more advanced since we did it for Griffey's 600th, but we had plenty of security. We were ready for it. We took care of it. It's a story that I've told on this show on Levitard, trying to get that ball back to Griffey, could not cut the deal. Griffey wouldn't pay enough money for it. How much is a 700 ball worth? When Babe Ruth hit his 700th ball, it went for $20. $20 and an autograph. Not bad. A Babe Ruth signed ball, pretty good. $20. Barry Bonds' 700th home run, that was a thing. Remember that? Right in the middle of his crazy run to the record. So that ball was the subject of unbelievable litigation back in the day that you may not remember because one guy had it, then one guy thought he had it, the other guy thought he had it. One guy sued the one guy saying, it was under my knee. No, it was under your knee, it was in my hand. No, you took it out of my hand. I want the ball, your honor, it's my ball. I wanna sell it, don't you sell it. The judge said, nobody sell it. Everybody stop, we're gonna figure out who owns it. Get to the camera, we've got video evidence. What's the video evidence? There's 15 people jumping in a pile like a scrum in a rugby match or in a fumble on a football field. We've got people poking each other's eyes out like Larry Moe and Curly. We don't know what the hell's going on. I told my security people, listen, here's what we're gonna do. When you see that ball, I want you to go down and I want you to get people away like they're trying to get the last piece of fruit on earth. Peel them off the pile find out who has the ball and get it done quickly. We will have every angle covered. It's not like it was 20 years ago. There are cameras everywhere in ballparks. If you think you're doing something like putting a straw through a hot dog to make your hot dog a straw and a beer and you're full of it, we're gonna have video that there was a guy you came in with who was videoing you doing it because it's BS and it wasn't viral and shouldn't have been and I forwarded it anyway. Nah, whatever, check the Twitter feed at David P. Sampson. I thought it was real i mean i guess it was real it just was set up but we're going to be able to see it all so the cameras are going to see the guy's going to get the ball and then lawyers there will be lawyers because i promise you in 2022 we are litigious bunch these americans there will be people who believe the ball was theirs and we're not talking about 20 dollars anymore we're not even talking about $804,000. That was the price of the Barry Bonds ball. We're talking about a price that will be well into the seven figures. When you have an asset, think about the insanity of what baseball does. There is a known asset that is over a million dollars. You are throwing that asset into a crowd of people. Imagine dropping a million dollar bill into a crowd, group of crowded people. Do you think there'd be some shenanigans? Do you think the metal detectors need to be working at Bush Stadium that particular day? Extra security? One of the great things to think about when, this is very funny, isn't it? If you drop a penny, like in the grocery store, you pick it up, right? Generally, you're gonna pick it up. Quarter, you see a quarter on the ground. Do you, what is your number? What is your bend over number? My bend over number is a quarter. If I see a quarter on the street, I will bend over and pick it up. I will, a dollar for sure. Five, 10, 20, you bet your bippy. Now imagine, so first of all, think of your number. I think that's a pretty funny thought. How about when you're walking down the street and you drop a glove? and it's, it drops in a pile of mud, and you're like, ah, screw it, I'll get a new pair of gloves. What if that glove instead were not a glove, but it were the $18 that you paid for the gloves, or the $10, or the $20? Don't ask me the price of a quart of milk, I don't know it, okay? I admit it, however a, much a pair of gloves is. If you saw that in the form of a bill, do you bend over and get it? Yeah, you do. So why don't you bend over and get the thing you dropped that you have to replace? It is such a weird mentality when you see liquid cash. It makes you do things. So imagine, here comes the pitch. Albert Pujols at the plate. He swings. It's a deep drive to left. I'd like to apologize for anyone I've offended ever before, and I did not mean that at all. And it's out of here. It's a million-dollar bill, and it's dropped. Oh my God, people are going crazy. That's the equivalent. That's the way you have to think about it. Dropping a million dollar bill. Coca thinks it'll be two million. I don't know why he does. Take the under. As a matter of fact, wait to see Coca. Let's do a special Coca wait to see. You set the over under at two million dollars. Wait to see the price of a Pujols 700 ball. Even though it's the last 700 ball of all time, I'm still taking under two million. I'd rather have the Honus Wagner card. So the person's going to get the ball, there's going to be two other people who claim that, hey, that was my million dollar bill, I had access to it, I was touching it, then it got ripped out of my hands. There will be a court case, there will be lawyers, it's going to be insanity. And the winner in all of this is Major League Baseball. It is the perfect antidote to the dog days of summer a complete way to forget, hey, 2022, that was the year of that. They started the season late. There was that sort of lockout. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. 2022, wasn't that the year that Abel Pruels hit his 700th home run? Changing the narrative going forward. It's brilliant. I am tipping my chapeau to you, Major League Baseball. (laughs) So the Cardinals win the game, one nothing. Did you look at the box score? It's called a Maddox when you do a... uh, (laughs) Four, six, nine. It's called a Maddox when you pitch a shutout in under 100 pitches. And that's what Jordan Montgomery did. It's not a complete game shutout. It's just a shutout. When you pitch a shutout, that means it was a complete game. You don't need to be in the Department of Redundancy department. If you look at the box score, you'll see that there was a player catching whose name you might know. His name is Yadier Molina. He went 0 for 3. Nothing much to note. Just a regular game. Caught it. No problem. But Yadier Molina has been in the news recently, and we have to talk about it. This is the cardinal catcher who announced his retirement with Adam Wainwright and with Albert Pujols, and they're all going to go in the Hall of Fame first ballot five years from now if Pujols stayed retired at 699, which he claims he's going to. Can you (laughs) believe he said that? If you had 699 and someone would sign you, don't you want to come back and try to get 700? A-Rod was like at 696, and he would have played for the Savannah Bananas if they had counted that as a major league home run. You want to get to 700. You want to be in the club just to see what they're serving. Is it a schmear? Is it a spread? What do we got in that club? But if you play another year, then you don't go to the Hall of Fame with Molina and Wainwright. And Cabrera, if Cabrera retires. But Pujols could go in with Cabrera. If Cabrera comes back and plays next year, he's another first balloter. I think you got to do it. But the way Pujols is playing, it's not going to matter. He'll get seven home runs in the last month. But that's a lot, right? That's a pace for 42 home runs. We're pretending like it's nothing because he hits home runs literally every Monday. The Dunderstick right now. It's every Monday and Wednesday, every day. He's hitting a home run. He's got, what is it, Coca? He's got seven homers in his last 10 games, which means he needs only 10 more games to get the to get 700. What's the Cardinals record? What do they have left? What's the date, August 23rd? Let's say 34 plus seven. I'm gonna say they have 43 games left. So he's got four 10 game stretches. He's never gonna have a 10 game stretch like this, but he doesn't need to, right? He needs to hit two per 10 game stretch. That's one every five games. That's a lot, but Major League Baseball is gonna make sure he plays plenty of games. The Cardinals have a five game lead. Running away with the Central, which is just staggering how well the Cardinals have played in August. Anyway, Yadier Molina, he did a full David Copperfield. Disappeared. He's a magician. He put on his special purple coat. He twinkled his eyes like Samantha Bewitched. And he was gone. Where is he? John Maziliak is the president of baseball operations. When Yadier Molina disappeared, he said, he's attending to business matters. That's a good one, right? Business matters. When our players disappeared, remember in 03, Pudge Rodriguez disappeared in the middle of the season. He pretended he was rehabbing with somebody, but he was going to see his personal hitting coach because he stunk, he's terrible in the clubhouse. It was just a nightmare and then he just left and he didn't give us a choice. Yadier Molina was put on the restricted list by the Cardinals. He didn't get paid. He disappeared for two days. A business matter? Attending to business matters? What are you talking about? What business matters can a player attend to during the course of a championship season? I don't even want players attending to personal matters. You know where I stand on that. You have a job to do. Well, what about vacation? You get plenty of off days and plenty of vacation. You're getting paid to play and be available for 162 games, whether you're a pitcher a reliever, a position player, a backup catcher, a bat off the bench, or the star of the team. You are paid to be there every single day. Tom Brady disappears for two weeks, no one says a word. He's 45, he's the GOAT. Yadier Molina, Hall of Famer, goes for two days because he owns a Puerto Rican basketball team who is celebrating a championship. What a crock of horse hockey. Can't leave your team because you want to be in a parade because you own something on the side and then get the Cardinals to cover it up by saying it was a business matter. That's not a business matter, that's a parade. And side note, you put yourself all over social media, Yachty. How do you think your teammates feel? Their new manager, Marmol, Marmol, Marmol. Mar-mo? that could be a clothing company. He played Yachty Molina on his first game back. Jack McKeon in 03 said, I'm not playing Pudge in his first game back. I'll play him when I'm ready to play him. Jeffrey, the owner, said, you're going to play him right now. Jack McKeon said, no, I'm not. He walked out on his teammates, forget it. I'll play him when I'm ready. By the way, it was the next day. But still, you do not do that. The Cardinals are an example of a team that has three very, very selfish players. Yadier Molina, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado who happen to be three Hall of Famers? The three leaders of the team? I could be wrong, Coke. I believe that Goldschmidt and Arenado did not get vaccinated and therefore could not play in Toronto. Is that accurate? Do I have that in my head? Am I thinking of a different year? I have this weird feeling that's what happened. You could say that not being vaccinated, that's a personal decision. That's not a business decision. Being with your wife as she's having a baby, taking time on paternity leave, that's a personal decision, not a business decision. Being there to celebrate with your team that you own, that's a personal decision, not a business decision. So here's what I'm doing if I'm the Cardinals. I'm calling my team together. We have a lot of distractions. We have a five-game lead in the division. We are not the favorites over the Mets or the Dodgers. The Cardinals have been in this position before. You may think back to the 2000... I'm gonna say the 2016 won the World Series with under 90 wins. I think that was their championship year when they were a mediocre regular season team and they got hot in October and won it all. Coca will correct me or all the listeners will correct me, but that's in my head. So the Cardinals have done it. You sit down with them. They had 83 wins. God, we had so many seasons with 83 wins, Coca. We didn't even make the playoffs. Damn it. They got in with 83 and won it all. Was it 06? It was. All right. So the Cardinals get together. They have a team meeting and say, listen, we're going to have a lot of distractions. We've got pools sitting 700. we got players. we got to figure out what's going on with vaccinations in case the Blue Jays are in the World Series. we just got to think about some stuff. Do you want to win? Because if you do, let's start thinking team first, not player first. These players make so much money. They're so entitled. It is all them first, not team first. And there's not one thing an executive can do about it. I spent so many sleepless nights trying to figure out how to get people and players to care more about the team than themselves. Try doing it when you're not in contention. Then it's 25 guys, 25 agendas. Now it's 26. But when you're in contention, you all want to be pulling the same direction. Every single ridiculous metaphor you can come up with. It takes everybody to win a World Series. We can't do a clear out and give the ball to LeBron or Michael. We need performances. Either the Cardinals are in it or they're not. I'm so disappointed in Yadier Molina and he's such a good guy. He's such so good for baseball. And then he does this. I don't even want an apology if I'm a teammate. It doesn't matter. Oh, don't worry, he was going to sit one of the games. He actually only missed one game. Doesn't matter. You don't go. I'm ashamed of you, of here. All right, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what I did on Kilimanjaro in terms of content. I've waited till today to review it, and you'll know why when we come back. And then we're going to talk about billions and billions of dollars and franchises that are worth billions. Will they ever be sold? We'll be right back. The 82 game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think they'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at plus 650. That's six teams to root for, six chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY. That's 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David Sampson. Thank you for making it through the gauntlet of commercials. If you're on YouTube, Nothing Personal with David Sampson, the commercials just get put in. CBS gets the money. We don't even know when the commercials get put in. If you're listening to it, Coca puts in the commercials at opportune times, maybe in the beginning and then when we take that break. Thank you for following, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, going on eBay and bidding. Check out my Twitter, David P. Sampson. Fantasy Football Today is a great podcast on CBS. They are raising money for St. Jude Children's Hospital and they asked if I would do a Zoom with a winner of an auction. I said a private Zoom? Does it involve cocktails? hell yeah i'll do it anything to raise money for sick children so go on ebay check the link on twitter um it was also put on instagram by coca but i think he put it on in a way that disappears after 22 hours i'm not sure what the story is with that so i schlepped my ipad all the way up kilimanjaro i didn't schlep the airpod the um maxes right but i did schlep the ipod pad like a big iPad where I watch movies when I'm flying because there's such long flights to Africa. And then I figured, what are you gonna do in the dark in a tent at night, not realizing that you're gonna be exhausted and freezing and literally you can't bring your hand out of the sleeping bag, out of your mummy suit to try to figure out how to press play. And I didn't think about the fact that when you're at 16,000V, you don't even know that play is a sideways triangle. However, there was a show called the summer I turned pretty and on Kilimanjaro for the first five nights we watched this episode there were like seven episodes eight episodes this is a story about a three kids two boys one girl they grow up best friends then all of a sudden the girl becomes a woman and the brother and the brothers who are best friends with the family friend girl who spend every summer together somewhere in Cape Cod or something, all of a sudden the girl becomes a woman and they say, ooh, I would not mind being more than friends. Let's do some swimming scenes, some dancing scenes. Let's do some beach scenes walking on the beach. Let's make this as syrupy and ridiculous as possible. And let's see if maybe both brothers want the best friend and see which one she wants and whether or not she gets them at the end, doesn't get them at the end, gets both at the end, maybe goes to a different guy, maybe gets drunk for her first time and vomits in the pool, who knows what. I wanted to like this so much. This was a book that I was told was a great book, didn't read the book, could have been a good book. The Summer I Turned Pretty, get it? She was a little girl and then all of a sudden turned pretty and all of a sudden everybody opened their eyes to her. Just do me one favor, and say thank you, and I will say back to you, you're welcome. Take the hours of the summer I turned pretty, whatever allocation you were going to give, one episode, the entire series, and do something positive with your life. I happen to choose one of the worst things I've ever watched for one of the greatest accomplishments and trips of my life, and I will remember, I have this thing, I'm I'm working on this therapeutically. Do you have this? Side note here, Coca. When I think back, I tend to remember bad things, not good things. I don't know why I do that. I really do want to work on that, it's horrific. So I have this memory of sitting there freezing, watching this crappy show and being pot committed. I don't know why I do that to everything except Party Down. I'm pot committed, because I want to get it done. <laughs> it's so bad. I wonder whether the creator of the summer I Turn pretty is a billionaire. We're going to be talking about billionaires now for the next two segments. We're going to be talking about Man U and what's going on there because you want me to talk about it. And then I got to mention something about Forbes and what they did with the NFL this year. All right, Coca, play me some music. You know what I want. I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. Hi, David. Hey, I saw you on Twitter at David P. Samson. How are you? No, no, that's me saying how are you to the person who said, hi, David. Have you seen what's going on in Manchester with Man U and the Glazer family? Do you think they will be forced to sell? Don't turn off the podcast or turn off YouTube if you're not an EPL fan. This is gonna be an interesting segment about the difference between America and the UK. When Americans go to the UK, here's what happens. It starts with a protest and ends with a disgraced sale. In 2000 and something, I went to Liverpool to go to a Liverpool Man U game. Ironically, Liverpool just lost to Man U yesterday. Ironically, it was a game in Anfield in Liverpool. Unbelievable. Get to the stadium and all of a sudden we're almost run over by thousands of supporters holding signs sell now hicks you american tom hicks and his family owned liverpool at that time tom hicks was in a tremendous amount of debt tom hicks was not spending the money that the supporters of liverpool thought he should spend on liverpool and they wanted Tom Hicks to sell, and they protested. This is the league, the EPL, where the fans have way more power than they do in America. All of you fans here of teams who think that the executives pay attention to anything you say, we don't. We don't hear what you say, we don't read what you say, we don't listen to what you say. If our PR people come to us and say, hey, you've got some upset fans, or hey, there's people MFing you, they're booing you, they're protesting, they're not buying tickets, they're not paying attention to our sponsors, they're not activating. Yeah, has anyone care, anyone? out there no but in the epl the premier league it's a bit different these supporters these these teams have been around forever and these supporters they form these coalitions they form these groups to remember when what was the team that was being sold chelsea when all the bidders of chelsea were flying to meet with fans and i did a segment saying can you imagine the owner of the cubs that guy um, Ricketts was flying over to meet with supporters to tell him, I will never turn my back on you. I'm going to make sure that we take care of Chelsea and the stadium and build this and do that and make sure we win. We are here for you. Can you imagine if someone buying a team? How many people did Sam Walton meet with? Rob Walton, not Sam Walton. Sam Walton did meet with anyone. Anybody? I don't think so. When the Glazers bought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who did he buy them from? I'm going to say, do you remember when John McKay, was he the coach of that team, not the owner? I don't remember who owned it before the Glazers. I'm totally blanking, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to look it up, Coca. You think that you and Tampa, did you have focus groups? Oh, I know. Derek Jeter, when he bought the Marlins, they definitely met with fans. That's one of the first things he said. Hey, listen, we want to get the supporters together and we want to just see, we want to allay any concerns, assuage any Problems, concerns. (laughs) So they protested. Tom Hicks got rid of the team. Yesterday, there were about 10,000 people at Man U at the stadium protesting the Glazer family. Here's what happens when you buy a team and you're rich. Here's how you get richer. You don't buy a team Steve Ballmer Clipper style where you write a check from your checking account. No, you borrow money to buy a team when you borrow money you have to pay like a mortgage you have to pay interest and principal on the money you borrowed but you make that as part of the operation of your team the team has to throw off enough cash in order to pay the interest and the principal of the loan that you took to buy the team on top of that you then can pay yourself salaries a management fee you can refinance take money off the table but not put it into your team payroll. There are myriad ways that you can borrow money, buy a team, take money out of the team, don't pay the money back you borrowed, make sure the team still loses money, sell different parts, like the Yankees did with Yes Network, by the way, they're worth billions of dollars. The Yankees started Yes Network, owned Yes Network, but now only own a bit of Yes Network because they've sold par- shares of it and taken that cash and put it da ma poche. Actually, dans. Votre not your, poche, not your pocket, not my pocket. What's the word for their pocket? Don la poche? I can't remember the word for their in French. I'm having a moment, like a Friday moment. Maybe it's because I'm flying right after this that I'm, my, maybe my mind's a little off. So the Glazers, over the period of ownership of Man U, they've pocketed, let's say, four or $500 million, incurred about a billion of debt, and they haven't won. And everybody's tired of it. They want the Glazer family to sell. So not only have I seen what's going on with Man U, I've witnessed it happen in other EPL teams. I've witnessed it happen in American sports teams. And the question is, will they be forced to sell? And the answer is no. And here's why. Man U is not the Oakland A's. Right? The Marlins, the Pirates, the Reds, the Guardians. Man, you may not have the money to compete with the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox, but that is not enough of a reason to sell. The Glazer family does not walk around saying or doing racist things, to my knowledge. They have not had front office issues the way Danny Snyder has, or Mark Cuban. Certainly not the way Donald Sterling or Marge Schott or other owners who have been forced to sell. They're not even close. Using your asset to line your pockets is as old as time. Here's just a question for you to ponder. When you have your own business, whether you have it in an LLC, maybe you just own it in your name, probably not, for liability purposes, hopefully you had a lawyer, Do you pay yourself? Do you try to make profit and then take the profit out of the company? Or do you reinvest every dollar? Maybe in the beginning you're an entrepreneur, try to start a company, you reinvest every dollar because you haven't built enough revenue yet. You need more R&D, you need more capital equipment, you need something. But would you take profit and reinvest it to buy a fourth car? or a seventh delivery truck when there's only six routes and you're not expanding to seven. Of course, I'm referring to taking money that's profit and using it to get another player. There is nowhere that it is written. It does not come down like the 10 commandments or the 15 commandments, however many commandments there are. There's no John Smith. There's no Brigham Young. There's no George Washington. There's no Moses. Nowhere does it say that all money must go toward payroll. Haven't seen it. Fans want it, owners don't care. The Glazer family's just fine. On the other hand, they're a business family and that team is now worth probably 5 billion, 5 or 6 billion dollars. There's a lot of discussions going on within the Glazer family now, and here's how they go. Hey, um, Dad, I think we should sell the team. What are you talking about? This is awesome. We get to take the private plane. We get to go to the most historic stadium team. It's Manchester United. We'll never have an asset like this. We got the Buccaneers. We got Tom Brady. Yeah, but he's gonna be gone soon, and then what do we have? We're gonna go back to the paper bags like the days of old. Yeah, but what about all the billions of dollars? You know, my yacht needs some work and I'd like to buy another painting and maybe get another place in Aspen. Plus, there's that new building in New York. I'd like to buy a place there for 60 mil. And Derek Jeter's selling his house in Tampa. How about that? Yeah, I don't know. Should we do it? Does anybody want to keep it? That's how the family meetings go. They go around. Who wants it? The learners in Washington had the exact same conversation. The dad, Ted Lerner, in his 90s had a conversation with the kids. Hey, should we sell? Should we not sell? Let's keep it. I want nah, to keep it. I don't want to keep it. I want to cash out. Let's take the one and a half bill or $2 billion and walk away. It's the greatest investment ever. It's been a miracle. We won a ring already. Coke, have the Glazers won anything with Man U since they bought it? Have they won like a championship, any one of the 29 trophies that you can get when you're an EPL team since there's tournaments every other minute? I think Coca's checking. Although he may not be here anymore. Coca, hello? Have Man you since the Glazers bought it, won anything? They don't care. They're not gonna be forced to sell. But when you have a team that's worth that much, the conversations that are going on are far different, far different than what used to happen when a team was worth 100 or $200 million. Now, while that is life-changing money, now that these teams are in the billions, there are many, many more discussions that take place. What you're seeing in the NFL are teams that are being sold because of estate planning and fighting between kids of dead parents. It's a total nightmare, actually. And every year, Forbes comes out with franchise valuations that are absolutely based on fantasy. The only one Forbes got right in the NFL this year, they valued the Broncos at 4.65. Well done. Really, that's a tremendous job they did. That's the value of the Broncos. They were just sold. But there's a whole lot of talk today that the Dallas Cowboys are now worth the richest team in all of sports. Eight billion dollars. Now, is it possible they say $8 billion so they can make Trump look even worse for not having bought the team when he could have for like $50 million or $100 million and chosen to buy a USFL, USFL team, which folded after two years? Is there something politically motivated that Forbes is doing? Don't know. Or do they say if the Broncos got four six five, we got to put the Giants and the Rams and the Cowboys above that? They look at what they put the Yankees, definitely the NFL's way above. The average NFL team, according to Forbes, is like $4 billion now. It's insanity. The families who own the Giants and the Cowboys, the Jones, the Mara family, the Rooney family, at what point will they realize that if they didn't do the proper allocation of shares and trusts and estate planning, they're totally screwed if they croak still owning the team. These teams are very difficult to be passed down. Jerry Jones wants to pass it on to his son. There's 20 generations of Mars. Maybe Joaquin Phoenix could end up running the team. That would be something, wouldn't it? That'd be like a movie. He walks in, hey, I own the Giants now. If you don't get that, you should. Jerry Jones has said he'll never ever sell the Cowboys. If someone came up to Jerry Jones right now and offered him $8 billion, you're going to pay let's say let's say it's a 40% tax on the full 8 billion let's just say that for fun right that's 3.2 billion dollars let's even say you pay 50% tax which is not accurate but just let's say you do so 50% of 8 billion he collects 4 billion dollars he has the 4 billion dollars forget the fact that it's been cash flow positive doesn't matter he's got four billion dollars then he dies he's got to pay another 50 percent in estate tax he's passing on two billion dollars to his family an eight billion dollar asset gets two billion dollars passed on assuming that he doesn't die in a year when there's no estate tax and assuming the estate tax stays in place then the owner says well wait a minute for two billion dollars i might as well just hold on to the team fair enough hold on to the team then die it gets valued at a market value, and then you still have to pay the estate tax. Not on the $4 billion, You have to pay it on the $8 billion. That's $4 billion. These are big decisions that have to be made. Cowboys worth $8 billion? Come on. Give me a break. Nothing personal pick of the day. You know what? Max Scherzer shouldn't have gone out in the seventh inning. We know that. You know that. Herman and the Yankees beat the Mets. We're 87 and 73. And they're not even pitching to Grom tonight. I thought they were pitching to Grom, but now they're pitching Walker. We're not taking that. We're 87 and 73, but we've got a very good pick for you today. Have you paid attention to who's gonna win the Cy Young Award in the National League? Do you think it's Goslin? Do you think it's Alcantara, who just gave up a bunch of runs to the Dodgers? Well, it's very much up in the air. Still, it's a pretty good race. But in the american league have you looked at justin verlander the 40 year old guy he's 39 he's turning he's gonna be the 40 year old virgin next well no he's married to kate upton with kids but let's just pretend he's 39 going on 40 coming off tommy john surgery and he signed a contract that i mercilessly criticized when he signed it i could not believe the astros gave him the money they gave him and i could not have been more wrong he has been the best pitcher in baseball this year. 15-3 and with a sub-2 ERA. It's unheard of. He's pitching against the Twinkies today. We're taking Verlander and the Astros. The Yankees have started winning again. The Astros want game seven at home. The Astros will win this game. Verlander has an option next year, a $25 million player option that I told you, wait to see when I tell you something's going to happen. When it does, I revisit it. When it doesn't, I revisit it. Our wait to see today is that the Albert Pujols 700 ball will go for under $2 million. On November 18th of 2021, that's like, what, 10 months ago? We had to wait to see that Justin Verlander will pick up that player option in 2023 of $25 million. He hasn't picked it up. He hasn't not picked it up. So the wait to see is still pending. But I'm doing something today on August 23rd I've not done before in the entire life, history of nothing personal. I'm telling you that wait to see is a loser. Now, of course, Justin Verlander could get hurt. He could blow out his elbow and then i will pick up the option. But if Justin Verlander, as I sit here today, I'm giving up that wait to see. I'm taking the loss. There's no way he picks up the player option, even though he's going to be 40 years old. Someone's gonna give him more than $25 million. Now it could be two years at 14, that's 28 million. That's an extra 3 million, take it. It's not about what you get per year, it's about what you get total. He will turn down that option the minute his agent tells him, we've got 25.1 from another team. Over how many years? Four years, no problem. If I'm hurt, I'll collect it anyway. I'm never gonna retire, I like being around the guys. It's fun. I still get to go home and hang out with Kate. Everything's great. I just cannot get over, I cannot get over Justin Verlander's year. Astros over the Twins. Bonus pick. We used to look, when our team got shut out, one of the stats that we cared about in a pre-analytic world, in an analytic world, we look at slump busters, streak busters, streak continuers. In pitching, a streak buster is someone who pitches when your team has lost two or more in a row and what their record is, how they pitch, stopping a losing streak. A streak continuer is how pitchers do when you've won two or more in a row. Like, let's say you win the first two games of a series, you don't settle for the series win, you wanna get the sweep. What, how's our pitcher? How's our team? How do we perform in those scenarios? We look at those stats. The Dodgers got shut out by the Milwaukee Brewers last night. And they have played particularly well following shutouts. And they've got their best pitcher, Tony Gonsolin, who continues to do it through now late August when I thought he'd fade around the All-Star break. Like it, it couldn't even be that he could be this good for this long, but he has been. He's definitely taking the mantle of ace right now on the Dodgers. He's going against the Brewers' ace, Corbin Burns, which means the line is way, way low for a Dodger game at home. And we're taking the Dodgers. Gonsolin over Burns because he's a streak buster. They got shut out. He will make sure that the Dodgers win this game. So I got two picks for you. Astros and Dodgers all right what else do you want to do Ooh, we could do that it's just business this is nothing personal